If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm George Kaltsudis, illustrator and comic artist, and you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at DCAUReview.com and on your favorite podcast app, I Am Vengeance. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special bonus episode of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, and with me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account, it is Liam. Liam, it's our third annual Black Friday special as you and I get together and drop a special bonus episode, really, really capitalizing. I mean, really, really talking about <laughs> nostalgia as we tend to do on this program anyway, but we're going outside of the standard cartoon world here. That's right, we've talked about toys in the past, it's Black Friday. It's the holiday season. We're going to be talking about the things that uh, both children and grown adults love. That's right. Today, we have a very special Black Friday edition of the DCAU Review. That's right. And as you mentioned, it is a, uh, in the past, we have talked about various DCAU figures that we enjoyed whether those be the more modern uh, DC Direct, DC Collectibles ones, or the classic ones from Kenner and, and Hasbro and Mattel. Either way, we have uh, we've spent lots of time talking about action figures, but this year we thought we'd go a little bit in a dr- different direction. That, of course, is video games based inside the DCAU. So, uh, the, and you wouldn't think there had been that many. I think for an average person, even some super fans like ourselves, we thought we had a pretty good uh, handle on the list. And then we, we kind of looked and thought, oh, wow, there's uh, you forget all of the various consoles that uh, that would have a, a port of a, either another game that we played on console or an entire different version of a game or just a game that was uh, its own standalone thing. So there are actually quite a few DCAU topics to talk about. And uh, why don't you kick it out, kick it off with a first entry on our list, Cal. We're kind of going in like a vague release order uh, way as we're talking about. We're not necessarily picking these as our favorites just yet, but these are the ones that we played growing up. And again, as you mentioned, probably into our adulthood in some cases. And, uh, and these are some of the ones that we, uh, we have the most fond uh, nostalgia for. That's right. Yeah, this won't be a full encapsulating list. If you're interested in looking at that, recommend you head over to the DCAU wiki that did not pay for a sponsorship for this, but uh, you can <laughs> check it out because that's where we got most of our information on the details about these games. But uh, yeah, we have to kick it off with the very first Batman animated series associated video game. Uh, we had a copy of Batman, the animated series for Game Boy uh, that originally was released in November of 1993. Uh, so that was uh, not too long after uh, uh, the Batman, the animated series really kicked off. And the funny thing is, is that we didn't own an actual Game Boy growing <laughs> up, like the original Game Boy, as we'll talk about later, you eventually got the Game Boy Advance, but Game Boy was not not something that we had, but we did have this adapter that you could plug into your Super Nintendo system and then play Game Boy games on. So then you played Game Boy games on your Super Nintendo with Super Nintendo controllers and on your television. Uh, so playing this game, uh, I never had the handheld version of the Game Boy. We never had that. So this was all Game Boy games on a full-size television. So we were somewhat spoiled, I feel like, in that way. Uh, however, this game... I my main memories of this game are 
how incredibly frustrating it was. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not an easy game. It's very, very difficult. Uh, you do, of course, get to play as Batman. You're wandering through and there's, uh, you know, the villains that you come into contact with are the Joker, Scarecrow, Mr. Freeze. Uh, Catwoman is later on in the, in the game. Uh, I don't think you fight her. I believe she's just a side character. Poison Ivy is one of the villains. And then you get the Riddler and the Penguin. Uh, also appearing in that in the game but uh yeah it was not an easy game to play as a as a child and then i i can remember breaking out the super nintendo maybe a decade ago and giving it a go again and still having the same frustration with it <laughs> it's not a uh, a child-friendly game which there is a theme that seemed to be uh throughout some of the uh the the, the dcau games as we'll talk about uh, later on with, with some of the most notorious dcau games but <laughs> yeah this this one it, I, I think my main memory we're always getting past you know getting to get past the joker uh level which is the your initial level and then you get to the scarecrow level we actually get to play with robin which was uh, yes. i think super fun and you know obviously you and i growing up it, we're two young boys growing up in a house have an appreciation for robin uh so you get to play a whole level as robin against the scarecrow uh but you get to the the very next level the scarecrow is hard to defeat because robin instead of having like batarangs he had like these i forget what it was it was like a slingshot, a slingshot or yeah which was very like where does that come from i don't remember yeah. robin using a slingshot too often in in batman the animated series correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> uh, but robin with a slingshot defeating the scarecrow was a difficult a task so then by that time you get to the mr freeze level your lives are drained there's no kids these days are spoiled with continue spots in their games there was no <laughs> continue spots so if you if you died in that level you had to go all the way back to the start of the game so um this one was an interesting one i have a lot of fun memories playing it but it was i have a lot of frustrating memories and never in my entire life was i ever actually able to defeat the entire game uh yes same 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 um i actually uh in addition to playing it on the the Super Nintendo adapter later on when I uh, when I got a Game Boy Advance for Christmas I did uh, that was uh, back in the day when you bought a new a new uh, gaming console and you could play the previous versions of that console's games on it you know back in back in way back in the day that uh, no longer being the case now but uh, yeah I remember playing it a little bit on the Game Boy Advance too and not getting any further than uh, we probably ever had on the, uh, on the, on the super Nintendo version either. But yeah, I have some fun. It's the things that really stick out to me beyond, as you said, the, the sort of hard nature of gameplay. And part of that is I think because games like that, especially in that era, if you actually like know, know what you're doing and you learn the patterns and everything, like this, the game is about an hour long so it's it's just it's it's taking into account it's counting on the fact that you're a kid who isn't going to learn the patterns right away and it's going to die and have to go back to the beginning to sort of increase your hours of entertainment i suppose but <laughs> or frustration <laughs> right now but yeah my, probably my defining thing is that when you turned the game on it had a I guess that would be a, an 8-bit or even like pre-8-bit uh, version of the Batman the Animated Series opening title sequence, mm -hmm. um, which folks who follow us on Instagram and Twitter probably saw this week. You did a, a kind of a mock-up of the finale of that, but you, you have the shot of the Batmobile driving, you have the, the, the thugs running through, and then that final shot of it panning up the building and seeing Batman standing there with the you know, that 8-bit uh, version of the Danny Elfman theme playing. So yeah, that's probably the defining uh, a feature of it. I, I looked up a, a YouTube playthrough of the game uh, this week in preparation. Definitely like that, uh, that, that music and then sort of the, the general aesthetic of it, even though, as you said, the, the weapons and such that some of our heroes use later on in the game, maybe don't match super well, but remember that and sort of like the, the sort of drawings of the, the characters faces. And it's not a cut scene because there's no actual video, of course, but just sort of the picture of, our character's face next to some text that we would see uh, between each level. So that's kind of the stuff that I, uh, that I remember um, from, from this game. But yeah, even though it was frustrating as a kid and I'm, I'm not confident I could even 
beat it now. If I, if anything, my, my hand-eye coordination and ability to beat challenging video games has only gotten worse <laughs> as I've gotten older. So I'm not sure that I could, uh, I could, I, I could even handle it now, but there is definitely, this might be pure nostalgia at this point, but I, I, I do still have a lot of fondness for, uh, for it. If only for maybe the aesthetic and the, uh, the music, if not, I would else. say the music is a big part of it too. As soon as you, if you watch a, a playthrough on YouTube, which for, I'm pretty sure probably all of the games that we're going to talk about today, there are playthroughs available on YouTube that you can check out. Uh, actually, some of our uh, our friends over at Watchtower Database, Ted has played through a lot of these. So if you want to check out some playthroughs, uh, you can check out on the uh, on the same pod tower that you're listening perhaps to this episode on. You can check out some of his streams. But uh, yeah, it's the music, I think, is the music and the, the graphics, you know, people love the nostalgia of an 8-bit game. Uh, so everything that goes along with that, the music, as you said, the recreation of the Batman animated series uh, opening intro, and then the uh, the theme song throughout each level. Uh, and especially when it changes to the boss, when you get to the boss, there's this wacky theme that plays. So <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's the defining characteristics of that Batman, the animated series for Game Boy game. Absolutely. And that'll, uh, that'll knock us over. Speaking of Batman, the animated series, or it's, technical sequel series or the renaming of it on fox kids of course when it later on became Ad- the adventures of batman and robin there were this is another one of those that had multiple versions released if you you may be familiar with the sega version which was more of like a, a sort of like a run and gun type game where you're just kind of running and throwing batarangs and it's a little more colorful and involved and you actually have batman and robin on the screen all the time uh, as you're facing off the various villains, but we, Cal, as mentioned, had the Super Nintendo, and so we had the Super Nintendo version of this game, which, uh, while maybe not as uh, chaotic as the Sega version, maybe feels a little bit more like you're you're uh, just visiting uh, some sort of classic episodes of the show, and you kind of have just like a classic like side-scrolling beat 'em up type thing. Yeah, and this one I think is is near and dear. I think hours and hours and hours of my life were played, or <laughs> were, were, were were wasted, or enjoyed playing this game. Um, this, of course, uh, released in 1994 for the Super Nintendo, as you mentioned, also Sega Genesis and Sega CD. Uh, but uh, yeah, the 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 Super Nintendo version that we had uh, had levels that were basically based on episodes of Batman the Animated Series. So you had a Joker level that took from Be a Clown and Christmas with the Joker. You had a Poison Ivy level that encompassed both uh, Dollar in the Bad episode Jar, Eternal Youth, and <laughs> and Pretty Poison. Uh, you had a the Penguin level, which was based on Blind as a Bat. You had mm-hmm. uh, you had a Catwoman level that was based on on the cat and the claw you had a, a two-face level that really wasn't connected to anything but it was cool because you got to drive the batmobile around yes. um and then you had a you had a scarecrow level based on uh, nothing to fear and uh and then you had a, a the riddler level which i think is maybe the most iconic level for me in the entire game yes uh, it was based on both if you're so smart why aren't you rich and what is reality uh, and then the final sort of the 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 finale of it all uh, included on leather wings. So and and the Joker rocks a jetpack uh, that he that he of course would rock in Mask of the Phantasm. So um, yeah, there's lots of lots of this being grounded in the Batman the animated series, various elements that you saw play out in episodes return. Um, not only that, but you had title cards for each of the the levels yes. that of course make these stand out so well uh, some of them a little bit derivative of the ones that you would have seen uh, for the episodes on on your uh, on your your television screens at the time but still it very much grounded in that um, no voices in, in this this yet we're still pre-vocal performances but Alfred makes a cameo in the in it uh, communicating to you you do have again not cut scenes but you have dialogue that sort of comes across the bottom of, of the screen at times and um, you can almost picture the voices coming through anyway so uh, Harley Quinn even makes a, a minor minor appearance in the uh, in the in the game as well so um, this one without a doubt 
I think I have the most nostalgic feelings about, and I would play this game today if I had, if I had the opportunity <laughs> to go back and, and I do, I still own the game. I still have a super Nintendo. I think I could, I think I could hook it up and play this game today and still have a fun, have fun doing it. But I think Liam, the most important thing about this game was that there were cheat codes to get yes. you to all of the levels. <laughs> yes. So you didn't have to play from the beginning if you didn't want to. And uh, you could uh, pick what gadgets you wanted, even if, uh, although that could sometimes come back to haunt you because you could have all of these different gadgets, bombs and smoke bombs and, and uh, knockout gas and batarangs, but you had to cycle through all of them with the directional pad. So if you were in a bind and really needed a specific uh, gadget, and you're like, why did I bring the x-ray goggles? I don't need those for this mission. Uh, it kind of uh, it kind of trip you up. But yeah, the, the things that I, I think stand out to me about that, once again, as you mentioned already, the title cards, the revisiting sort of classic moments, the the first Joker boss fight where you're fighting on the uh, the... Uh, roller coaster a la be a clown is really iconic to me oh yeah um the Catwoman midair fight that you have mm -hmm. um and this is one that as we mentioned kind of similarly to the, the game boy but even in the levels they would use kind of music from the show mm -hmm. uh, like we have the Catwoman theme all throughout that sequence where you're chasing her across rooftops and then as you're kind of having this midair fight with her um as you're both falling um that that's a really uh that's a really fun sequence and that's kind of the one that really stands out in my head um i do have some love for the the penguin level which is less uh, that's one that i think is less based although i think that the boss fight of it is a little bit more based on there's a little bit of you fight a giant bird at one point like uh i guess it almost got him or and I, is he in the helicopter from uh are just recently reviewed blind as a bat in that as Helicopter well. Helicopter does make a make an appearance. Yeah, it's in that it's okay. sort of it sort of pops up. You have fisticuffs and then there's a portion of the fight where he takes to the air with his uh his 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 sort of propeller umbrella and during that time the helicopter flies up and yeah, you have to right. sort of dodge the bullets that the helicopter is shooting. So yeah, that uh, and that sequence was fun, I think, because also as as we mentioned, being a big Robin fan, you don't get to play as Robin in the game, but that Penguin uh, uh, game, Robin is there for most of that in person, and you're kind of going on all these missions. At one point, the lights get shut out, and you're kind of trying. You have to turn on your flashlight to try to avoid these landmines that have been pressed, and you're you're trying to kind of go around and get the lights back on, and then Robin gets captured, and you have to rescue him, and then that sets up that final mission. So. Yeah, there's definitely some standout ones. I think Catwoman and Penguin, and as you mentioned, the the Riddler one, just because of the the pretty great and faithful recreation from you know you fight the Minotaur at one point, you have uh, you have you know Riddler appearing to you on the big video screen as you go through the level. You're 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 you know blowing holes in walls with the with the bombs and everything. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of uh, that one. As we said, is is less of its maybe you could say, well, that's not as original because you're just using stuff from from the game but that to me was like that's a great way and a great piece of just like revisiting those classic moments almost more of the way that i think we saw movie tie-in games for superhero stuff in the and not even not even superhero stuff just kids movies in general had like a tie-in video game that would kind of loosely follow the plot of whatever it was that was tying in with, but would kind of go off in its own direction as well. And as you said, you kind of have that final level where you fight Clayface and Man Bad, as well as, uh, you know, some other villains you already faced earlier in the game. So there's a, there's a lot of fun to be had across those, uh, those levels. And yeah, this one is, this one is hard to beat as far as just fun. I think like, again, I think you could, like you said, I, I could plug this in today and still have fun with it. And then on top of that, if you add in the nostalgia and the great soundtrack and everything, I think there's a, this is a this is a pretty big uh, two thumbs up for this one. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, we'd be remiss not to mention, of course, the legendary, quote unquote, lost episode of Batman, the animated series, which uh, yes. no come from the the Sega CD version of this 
game. So if you're interested about that, well, maybe we'll do a bonus episode later on at some point. Uh, you can just uh, just search YouTube for Lost Batman the Animated Series episode. Uh, there's a, somebody has sort of edited all the cutscenes from that. Uh, that sort of advanced for the time. Uh, it was pre-PlayStation One era, but uh, a little bit a little bit more advanced than the the 16 and 8-bit generation mm-hmm. uh, Super Nintendo system. So uh, you get a, it, some interesting cutscenes that are, sort of make up this this quote unquote lost episode. But uh, Liam, as as you mentioned, uh, so we had uh, Super Nintendo, and uh, from Super Nintendo, well, we had the original Nintendo system, and then we had Super Nintendo. Uh, from that point, I don't know why the decision was made. If it was just because uh, it was hip or cool at the time, or the multifunctions that the the PlayStation was promising, uh, but we switched companies at that point. We switched loyalties. Uh, we were gifted <laughs> a PlayStation uh, at some point for uh, for a holiday, and uh, with that, uh, basically, we there there went at that point a bit of a dry spell for DCAU games. Uh, there was, of course, the legendary. Superman 64, uh, which again, probably deserves its own bonus episode to talk about uh, people that have attempted to play this, but it is a legendarily bad game. <laughs> yes, it, it, was, it was so bad. There was a promise to my memory, or at least there was advertising saying that it was coming to PlayStation 1. I remember being very upset and jealous when I saw that it was out on N64 and not on PlayStation 1. Because uh, I really wanted to play it, but then yes, as as it would come to be known, it's it's I if you look up just like worst video games of all time or worst Nintendo games of all time, this one ends up on a, uh, near the top of a lot of people's list just because it's not only is it not a particularly like compelling game from a narrative standpoint or a level structure or whatever, it's also like barely functional as far as just like. Uh, can you get Superman to like fly towards the thing he's you want him to fly towards? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a real mess, but it is, it is sort of legendary because of how, how terrible it is. So yeah, we, we would be remiss not to give it a passing mention though. We have no, uh, no personal experience with it other than uh, maybe seeing some YouTube playthroughs year later, years later. That's right. Maybe we can, maybe we could petition for Ted to, from Watchtower database to do a, a Superman 64 playthrough. I think, I think a, a good troll job would be, would be. In yeah. That's, that's that. I mean, he, he's got to play them all at some point, right? <laughs> this has got to be on the list. There you go. Well, uh, around that same time, they actually, the next iteration of, of DCAU games would come to pass and it would come to PlayStation, the original PlayStation. And uh, that would be the Batman Gotham city racer game, uh, which featured actually the new Batman adventure style. So we're set in the new Batman adventures at this point released uh, only for the Sony PlayStation, I believe. And, uh, and it was, uh, uh, actually, speaking of cutscenes, incorporated clips from the new Batman Adventures. Several episodes were featured as part of the storyline for this. But this one, um, we posted some of the games. It's interesting on social media earlier this week. And uh, this one surprisingly got some hate that I was not expecting because I don't remember it being bad. I know that it's a little goofy and you are literally, you are in the car 100% of the time. You are in a car or i were there you could drive the motorcycles too the bat cycle too maybe i don't remember are you 100 percent in the batmobile the whole time so in the like rate in the non-story because there was like multiplayer uh or i think computer where you could just kind of drive around and it wasn't it, it wasn't related to the story you could play as the batmobile there's a bat cycle which is also batman you have a batgirl motorcycle which is like black and yellow. And then you had the Nightwing motorcycle as well. Okay. Um, right. I knew there was some the only... motorcycles in there. Yes. Yeah. So you had three motorcycles in the Batmobile. In the story mode, I think you only play as the Batmobile except for one mission where they use clips from uh, Holiday Nights of Bruce Wayne being kidnapped by Harley and Ivy where you you do play as Batgirl in that sequence. But uh, but yeah, they uh, that's, that's uh, another one where from a functionality standpoint, could I go back and play it now? No, I'm sure the cars probably handle like, like dirt. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it would be terrible to try to go back to it now, but at the time 
I had a lot of fun playing with this, both in the regular mode and as we mentioned, this is this is pre DVD collections. We did not have every single episode, and I don't remember having too many episodes at all of the new Batman Adventures taped. So it was also a way to like watch moments <laughs> from those episodes over and over again. You without see, kids, the... YouTube wasn't around back then. You couldn't just pull up clips of any show that right. you wanted to and find them on the interwebs. Is not as readily available. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it did incorporate some of the clips from the from the episodes. I want to say over the edge, maybe too. Was was yes, that there's they show the shot of Batgirl falling on the car and they're like, All right, she needs to get to the hospital, drive her there. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was some uh some pretty fun wacky sequences. But it's of- a lot of driving through maps and shoot your the bat the Batmobile shoots batarangs and all the mm-hmm. villains have their own versions of cars, and it's all done in the style of at least of of uh the new batman adventures i definitely remember playing this a lot i don't think this is one that would hold up these days if we're being come out of chance <laughs> uh especially it's not open world there's a very specific specific maps that you're required to like drive around i remember the most frustrating thing is just driving around and you have to chase these cars around endlessly uh to stop them and there's always you know it gets more difficult as you go through the game but yeah this is this was the one next on the list at least that we played we had some nostalgic memories about it but eh, i don't anticipate this being on our top uh top favorite lists (laughs) no no i I don't think so either like i said definitely played it a lot had some joy to it because of the the clips from the show that we got to revisit but the that's uh that was not a uh again like you said not one that i think would hold up uh upon a replay on modern times for sure and that will bring us to our next entry on the list which is one that i probably would replay even though i know i it would probably not hold up super well but that is of course a batman vengeance in 2001 uh came out for the playstation 2 game uh gamecube i should say and i believe the original xbox as well um but uh, yeah this one is again firmly set in the new batman adventures timeline and uh it's a pretty interesting this is one again we're into the era of cutscenes. we have three like cgi cutscenes. we have a cgi representation of the new batman adventures world but it's a, I think this one is like, there is the bones of what the Arkham games would later become in this yeah. from both the mechanics of what you do. Like you have, you know, you have little like puzzles and problem solving to do with your various gadgets. Plus, you know, there's sequences where you're going over rooftops and you use a mix of your, your grappling hook and gliding and things like that to get around. And then you have kind of a combat system where you're punching and kicking, but you also have to kind of block and wait for openings to attack certain guys. And, and you can kind of, if you can get the drop on them, you can kind of take them down quickly with stealth and things like that. So I do think that there's, even though this is, I'm sure again, would be very clunky and, and frustrating to play now this has that going for it and then i think it also not unlike the bat the the batman arkham games that would come later on it has a pretty interesting like narrative to it in that we you know we, we go through these missions we fight the joker the joker appears to die falling off of a bridge and then we kind of as batman is fighting against other villains like mr freeze and poison ivy we still kind of still have the specter of of the joker hanging over us and and then it sort of comes to spoiler alert for a game that came out in 2001 but uh <laughs> later on it, it is revealed later on in the game after batman goes undercover and then the joker's old hideout that he is in fact alive and that it's been this sort of elaborate ruse all along and it, it sets up kind of this epic final encounter where you have to fly the the bat plane that's the other thing too is you talk about vehicle sections you you not only drive the batmobile but you have the bat plane in a couple of levels as well as you have to kind of set up this final confrontation with the joker but uh, yeah so i think that's what stands out to me is not only did you have like what at the time was a pretty fun innovative game as far as the different types of stuff you got to do but you also have like a pretty strong narrative as far as creating like this big dramatic moment where the Joker falls off the bridge and then kind of the mystery surrounding this and how it all fits together with this, with these various characters and these various villains as it, as it goes forward. 
Yeah, it's a long playthrough. There's 19 levels that you play through. I think what this did most successfully, and again, we had this for PlayStation 2. It also was on GameCube, Game Boy Advance, Xbox, and uh, Microsoft Windows also uh, for the computer. But, uh, you know, I think what is most memorable about this game is that it felt like you were authentically dropped into the Batman animated series universe. You have Mm -hmm. not only does it feel like you're taking part in it, you're taking control of Batman in this, the character models were directly 3d models of these, what you basically see on television every Saturday morning, or you had been seeing on Saturday morning for years. Um, You have the voice cast returning. You had not only Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy uh, reprising their roles. You had Diane Pershing. You had Arlene Sorkin. You had Michael Ansara. uh, You know, you have Ephraim Zemblis Jr. Hashtag my Alfred is in the game. And then, of course, you know, Tara Strong. Tara Strong as Batgirl. Yeah. Lloyd Bachner as Mayor Hamilton Hill and Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, both. Uh, reprising their roles, you know, it, it felt like you were authentically in this universe. And, um, you know, it's, it's fun to build the, as you said, there's little puzzles that you have to figure out. There's uh, the classic elements of a, of a Batman fighting game. And I think you're spot on with the, the observation that this sort of paved the way for what ultimately you would come to know and love as the, as the Batman Arkham games. Um, And I can remember being so excited from just seeing like in a Toys R Us flyer or something, the cover of this and not know, of course, Mm -hmm. this is pre pre popularity of the internet where everybody knows when things are coming out and games are being developed. And uh, you know, this was super surprising to hear that this was coming out, just the anticipation. And then when you play it, it actually being fulfilling and fun. Um, I think that's that's great. And I think also this brought title cards into the new Batman Adventures, which is yes. super awesome. Um, you know, we talked about that, that, you know, that was something they ended up doing away with when they when they transitioned from Batman, the animated series over to the new Batman Adventures. And the fact that the developers of this game, uh, you know, Ubisoft and the, and the people at, at Ubisoft uh, Montreal decided to include these little cut you know while loading screens all the loading screens had these uh had these title cards for each level each each five parts of the of the game i really really loved that too yeah absolutely that like i said it's just it's just a good package overall it's different like the the gadget stuff is all kind of like this first person style you're throwing a batarang or you're trying to line up your your grappling gun or whatever and you have a, a good variety of stuff to do. There's a, I think maybe the, uh, if a single level, there's probably two. One is the, ironically, again, because of uh, where we know this is uh, another favorite of people who have played the Arkham games, but the Mr. Freeze boss fight, I yep. think is pretty fun because it's, it's one where you kind of have to use your head and you kind of have to lure him into certain positions and drop these big canisters on his head to, uh, to hurt him. You can't go up and just punch him. So there's some strategy to that and getting him to kind of follow you in the right place while not getting, you know, frozen yourself. And then uh, there's a sequence where a, a batarang is, is thrown and hits commissioner Gordon in the head. And then you are Batman is on the run from the cops for, for, uh, you know, from a SWAT team from the famous that, I mean, that alone has to put on the list, this list because we have the, the famous Gotham city SWAT team appearing in the game. So that alone has to, uh, has to make it onto our, probably both of our favorites lists we'll get to in a little bit here, but yeah, that's a, that sequence where you're running away from the cops and you got this, uh, you're kind of running and there's this helicopter chasing you and, and all this kind of crazy stuff as you're trying to kind of keep your distance while you're waiting for Batgirl to come get you or whatever. So yeah, there's a good bit of uh, incorporating uh, incorporating that stuff into a uh, into a video game, and like I think you really nailed it there when you said it. Just it made, it felt like you were you were living out and kind of getting to experience a, a, a loss, you know, for lack of a better term, like another story in this universe, and uh, that's always going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So Liam, 2001 to 2003 really seems like the golden age of DCAU video games. (laughs) At least that there were a lot that were being produced at that time. So not only did we have uh, these Batman games, and we'll talk about the sequel to Batman Vengeance in just a moment, uh, but at the, around the same time, we had Superman Shadow of Apocalypse, which we already talked about the dubious uh, 
reputation that Superman video games have had going all the way back to, you know, I think there was a super Nintendo Superman game based on the, the yeah. man, of, the, the death of Superman storyline that didn't, yes. that didn't necessarily receive positive reviews. It's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard to translate the character of Superman into video games because how do you translate an impervious character and still have an, a effective fun video game. And to me, I think the best way that has ever been done is with our next uh, game, which was an Atari game from 2002. Yes, Atari, the company that was responsible for (laughs) the original video game system, essentially, or the popularity of video game systems taking off, at least. Uh, We have Superman Shadow of Apocalypse, which is another one of those where I remember seeing it, seeing the advertisement in a in a flyer and going, man, that looks awesome. I can't wait to try this. Uh, This was also released for PlayStation 2 game and GameCube. We had it for PS2. Um, This one. uh, And I think there was actually there was a, a Game Boy Advance game that was. Uh, sort of related to it uh, Mm -hmm. that was called Superman Countdown to Apocalypse. Uh, Never played that one, but uh, had some sort of connection to this one here. But uh, yeah, this one is interesting because again, you have returning voice actors uh, playing the characters in the in the game you have tim daly as clark kent you have dana delaney as lois lane uh, malcolm mcdowell as metallo clancy brown as lex luthor uh, we do get parasite in the game he was uh he was recast uh because the brian james the the gentleman that played him originally passed away unfortunately so they did re- mm-hmm. recast him but uh brian george uh would eventually play this role again in justice league so they use the same voice actor there so this honestly i remember playing this a lot too and this is from my recollection at least is a lot of fun and maybe to date the best you know notwithstanding we have a a game that features superman we've had several games that have featured him but they tend to be just fighting games um outside of this but this might be the best like solo Superman game in the history of video games. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would tend to agree. I think it's certainly the best of the ones we've played. I don't, yeah, I think maybe now, and it would have to be like a big AAA, you know, millions and millions of dollars poured into it. I think there's a way to do a Superman game in like an open world that everybody's kind of always wanted, but it would cost a lot of money and you probably have to have really unique boss fights and but I think what worked for this game is they do give you a couple of levels where you're able to kind of fly around in the larger city and kind of feel, you know, feel what it is to be Superman. And, and you're the, the kind of the first tutorial level you're you're flying around and you're kind of solving solving problems. You, you know, have to save a bus that's falling off a ledge and, and you're doing some uh, putting out some fires with your freeze breath and all that stuff. So so they do give you some uh, some pretty fun things to do as far as like problem solving besides uh, punching people with your with your powers but then i think the other thing is they do keep it pretty narratively based where you know there's a there's a dam that's breaking and you have to go there to uh, to track it down and then you you do start to get some of those classic villains from superman the animated series you have a, a live wire sequence you have a metallo uh boss fight it's actually the final boss fight of the game is against metallo in like a like a car manufacturing plant or something. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a kind of a great sequence where you, you see, you think you've beaten him and then uh, he ends up in, a, in an explosion where all of his, uh, his fake synthetic flesh is removed. And we kind of get that, that Terminator looking Metallo returning for the real final boss fight. And uh, as you mentioned, probably maybe my standout level is the parasite boss fight where you, you basically fight a clone of yourself, uh, but you are in the kind of the larger city. So not only can you sort of punch him and use your heat vision and all that stuff, but you also get to pick up cars and stuff and kind of fly all around. And uh, if you position it right at the kind of the final blow of the battle happens in a cutscene where Superman knocks uh, knocks like part of the freeway down on top of him. But if you positioned cars into the right point of of it you could actually have the cars drop on parasite in the cutscene too which i we would always try to set up and get annoyed when parasite kept coming up to fight us it was like no give us a second we're just trying to set up the, the cars so it looks cool when we drop this on you but uh, but yeah i think i think the boss fights uh, especially near the end of the game or what it stands out and as you mentioned having so much of the 
the voice cast cast uh, returning for this game as we did, of course, you know, Clancy Brown as Lex Luthor. And yeah, unfortunately, it is an entire game. We do have inner gang, you know, it's kind of this looming sort of the regular the regular bad guys that you, you kind of just tear through as Superman. Uh, and we do get kind of opening and closing scenes with uh, Michael Ironside's dark side, as well as Canto, I believe you see, but uh, you don't, uh, it's kind of setting up a sequel that we'll never get sadly. Um, so we don't actually ever come to blows with dark side, despite shadow of apocalypse being the name of the game. But, uh, but yeah, as, as a game, I think there's definitely a lot of fun. And then this is also interesting in that there's uh there's, at least one or two levels where you're you're not playing as Superman, you're playing as Clark Kent, so you're not allowed to to kind of fly around and tear through everything. You kind of have to use your stealth and kind of you have to be a little bit smarter about it. So there's there's definitely a little bit of variety there as far as you're not. It's not just a, a beat em up, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and there are some cutscenes and some things I think that uh, are included that really ground this in there. It's it, they use cell shading. It's sort of 3d cell shading, uh, for the time. Again, this is PlayStation two graphics, but at the time, at least it was, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty neat. And it, it, again, I think all you're looking for with these games, especially as you progressed with the, with the uh, better and better graphics was to feel like you were still authentically in the DCAU taking place in this, uh, playing through an episode, uh, while being able to have some fun gameplay and that Superman shadow of apocalypse, I feel like does that uh, pretty effectively. Agreed. And that will bring us to another handheld console this time, the game boy advance as mentioned. And there was a couple of justice league games made for that. There's one called justice league chronicles that came later on, but the one I'd like to talk about for a moment here, Cal, and this is more, this is more for me. I know you played it a little bit, but uh, I was definitely spent uh, quite a few hours playing and then replaying this. That is of course the justice league injustice for all uh, game for the game boy advance, uh, which also came out in 2002. And uh, yeah, it, it is a pretty fun experience. It's not, uh, you don't necessarily get uh, like a, a full on, like we said, it's, it's on the Game Boy, so you don't have cutscenes or anything, but you do have a, a sort of loose narrative. Each level you're kind of played with, you're saddled with two different Justice Leaguers and maybe not totally unlike the Adventures of Batman and Robin game for Super Nintendo, you're kind of revisiting moments from the show where it kind of opens up your you're chasing down Lex Luthor and his kind of airship that you see at the start of the aforementioned episode in Justice for All and then uh, you know there's a, a round where you go to Gorilla City there's one where you fight the aliens from the uh, from the pilot episode of Justice League and uh, you know a few other uh, villains pop up like Star Sapphire and those and kind of finally all culminates in one final level where you do actually get to play as all seven members of the team at once and uh and you get to fight the justice league and uh, you get to fight as the justice league against lex luthor who uh, becomes the final boss but there's boss fights against the joker and uh and lots of other of, of the villains that we saw in that of course that classic uh, two-part episode in justice for all with the original injustice gang there so Maybe not a uh, not not on the level of the last two we've talked about, but one that's definitely near and dear to my heart. Yeah, and I, I like when I think about this game, I literally think about you sitting crisscross applesauce with your headphones on, <laughs> listening, you know, listening to music on your CD player while holding the Game Boy Advance in your hands on your bed, like playing this game. So, yeah, I don't have as many memories playing this. I definitely remember giving it a try and playing it out. And, you know, that's that's one of the big things that we ultimately for this era that we and to this date, I don't know. You could argue that the Injustice games, I guess, are Justice League games <laughs> but we've never really had a a great justice league video game and that's what's so interesting about this is that superheroes sometimes don't translate effectively to good video games it's very hard sometimes mm -hmm. that's why i think the batman arkham games tend to stand out because they are so uh, not only written well, of course, uh, Paul Dini having his hand in, in the majority of that, but, you know, the, the action is fun, you know, mm -hmm. not and very it, repetitive, like. It's, yeah, and, it's, I, and I think part of that also is it's hard, and I think uh, to throw a little shade at the, uh, the other side of the, the big two comics world, 
uh, it's hard, I think, to create a compelling game with multiple, like, all-powerful heroes in it uh-huh. that feels good and feels like, you know, and, like, feels like you're doing justice, no pun intended, to uh, to all of those different characters with these different power sets and stuff. And there are definitely some limitations, like, where they're, like, there's a level where, like, oh, Hawkgirl got shot in the wing. She can't fly in this level. And you're like, all right, I guess... I guess we'll just do that then. Like, but, <laughs> but, but I, I think so. I think it is. It can be challenging to make a compelling game that really lets these characters live up to the power that we see them have in the cartoons or in comic books or whatever, uh, or or movies in some cases. And and sometimes it can be feeling flat because you've kind of created this general thing where you have to be able to plug in anyone from superman to batman to hawk girl to the flash and have them all be able to kind of navigate the same way through the level so i i think there are some limitations and some some big challenges if you decide to do like an ensemble team game in that style where it's still kind of where you still want it to be kind of a a single player uh uh experience like that versus maybe a co-op beat-em-up like uh like you said with the justice league heroes game or something like that yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Liam. Well, believe it or not, we uh, we are coming to our final game that we'll be discussing here. Now, um, of course, as we mentioned, this is not an entire list of games. There's other Game Boy games. Uh, the other legendarily bad, awful DCAU video game, which again, populates on a lot of those worst video games of all time lists, that being Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which... Man, is it a crying shame that one of the coolest versions of the Dark Knight ever has has never gotten a second chance at redemption after that that, that disaster. Another one that you can kind of look up and do some research if you're interested in, in hearing as to the story behind it. But it's a difficult game that had no save points, basically, and uh, that caused a lot of people to be frustrated by that. But uh, our final game that we'll be discussing here, uh, at least the ones that we played and enjoyed, is going to be the effective sequel to Batman Vengeance. That being Batman Rise of Sinsu, which, uh, yep, you may be asking, uh, who? What? <laughs> and uh, the answer is exactly. Uh, they decided uh, to do the sequel for this game. They actually changed things up instead of the story driven single person uh, sort of occasional combat that you encounter and puzzles. Uh, this is a straight up beat em up game. Uh, lots of button pounding and constant fighting going on uh, and all culminating with this created villain, uh, Jim Lee, president of DC Comics, I believe is credited with the creation of this this villain um, who has never been seen from or heard from again. Um, <laughs> but uh, was an interesting, interesting character. Uh, but I will say that uh, Liam, again, we played this, we beat this. Uh, this was a, a PlayStation two game that was released in, uh, in November of 2003. Uh, I think this is definitely not as fun as Batman vengeance. Um, I think it was cool because you definitely got to, this has Batgirl, Batman, Robin and Nightwing. It was a co-op game. So you could play it with somebody as opposed to just sitting there watching your brother. And when you have siblings, it's important to be able to have a game that you can play together so that one person is simply not dominating as I'm sure that you being (laughs) the younger sibling experienced a lot in your life. Um, but you know, so it was cool that you got to have your sibling play with you. You, you know, we, our sister played with us at, at, at times, you know, as Batgirl. So there was some of that, but it is extremely repetitive <laughs> from my recollection. And while you do have the yeah. villains, you have Scarecrow and Clayface and Bane involved, uh, who obviously those were those uh, villains were not involved in the prior game. Um, it, it is extremely repetitive. And by the end of it, you're just kind of wishing that it would be over in my, from my recollection. Yeah. I think that's, that's the thing that does not all up the co-op nature of it. If, if you're just, you know, hanging out with your, your siblings or your, 
buddies or whatever after school or something and, and you're looking for something you can play together kind of mindlessly while you talk or, or, or whatever, just kind of veg out and don't have to pay that much attention to it. I, I can see this being enjoyable. And obviously, yes, getting to play as Robin and Nightwing and Batgirl was, was kind of a cool wrinkle to add to it. But yeah, from a gameplay standpoint, it's just you're just mashing buttons and... They give you some special attacks, but it's really nothing that deep and and it doesn't really feel like you get uh, that much more out of it. I mean, the, the strength probably are the, the most enjoyable part is there are, once again, sort of CGI cutscenes. Although no matter who you're playing as, Batman is the only one present in your uh, in the cutscenes. Unfortunately, we don't get uh, we don't get Robin or or Nightwing or Batgirl in the in the cutscenes. But you do have a lot of that Batman the animated series and new Batman Adventures voice cast coming back, as well as a few replacement actors from other animated things. We have uh, I think we're play- playing Bane is Hector Elizondo, mm-hmm. who uh, also voiced him in the uh, Batman Mystery of the Batwoman uh, straight to DVD movie, which I believe came out like the same week as this, or at least yeah. I remember us getting them at the same time. Yeah, I think so. Um, too. I think I think it was a simultaneous or if not within a couple of weeks, uh, they, they both were released. Yes. So uh, so that I remember being kind of a little bit of synergy there. But you also had uh, you, you do have Lauren Lester back as Nightwing. You have Tara Strong as Batgirl and, of course, Kevin Conroy as Batman. But then you also have uh, playing Robin. You don't have Matt Valencia or even Eli Marenthal, who I believe played Robin in the Mystery of the Batwoman movie. You have Scott Menville, who, of course, had begun to voice a different Robin on the Teen Titans show at uh, at the time so it's interesting to hear him mixed in there with the the classic dcau run but you do have uh you have jeffrey combs back as a uh, as a uh, scarecrow as well as ron perlman as clayface and then yeah we we don't have joker or two-face or mr freeze or any of those characters we and then as you mentioned we have this finale where it all leads up to you fighting a villain no one's ever heard of who kind of has vaguely defined magic powers <laughs> and uh and uh yeah the i don't I, that's the other thing too i don't remember the boss fights even being particularly like fun i just it's just like you kind of dodge and you wait for him to you wait for the guy to stop attacking and then you run up and punch until until he you know starts attacking you again and then you're back to dodging or fighting his minions or whatever until it's time to fight him again but uh so yeah, there's there's some fun stuff as far as just again visiting that world a little bit longer and getting some of the supporting characters involved in the in the fighting, but it is just fighting kind of all the way through and not a particularly uh, you know inspired fighting game either. That's right. All right. Well, now we've played. Well, no, we haven't played. We have played through all of these, but we've discussed our 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 at least the ones that we have nostalgic attachment to in this list, Liam. Uh, but I, I guess now comes the difficult task of ranking our top three uh, from this list. Uh, so I will I will defer to you as the younger sibling and allow you to uh, give your. Uh, third and second favorite and then we can we can both really uh reveal our our top after that all right so i am going to go with number three i'm gonna go batman vengeance mm-hmm. uh that one like it's like for all the reads we talked about we don't really have to rehash it here but uh, just a great experience I lost many an afternoon to this game and uh, still <laughs> would play it today um but uh, that one's my number three and then my number two will be um, I think that will just, again, for like sheer hours played, I think it has to be uh, the Justice League and Justice for all game for Game Boy Advance. I think just the amount of time I played with that and I can I can still see like the, the aerial battle with Lexus ship or or some of the more creative stuff they did with it that uh, that just really sticks with me even even now that I uh, again, I, I looked up a little playthrough of it earlier in the week and yeah there's just sequences from that game that'll that'll stick with me long uh you know when i'm on my deathbed and i've forgotten you know <laughs> names and faces long past i will still remember uh that final sequence where you can play as all seven fighting lex luthor so that's my number two what about your uh number three and number two 
Uh, so number three, I'm going to have to go Shadow of Apocalypse. I think just nice. finally getting something different, uh, you know, having played all of these Batman games, you'll notice <laughs> there is a theme here that the majority of these games are Batman centric or Batman the Animated Series or New Batman Adventures mm-hmm. centric. So uh, ha- having the ability to finally play it as you, again, even though we didn't know that we were actually saved from some frustration, but having the, the Superman PlayStation game Game taken away from us not ever being able to play that have it never being released on on a console that we owned um was always so always felt like a miscarriage of justice in a you know in a completely dramatic ironic way um but uh, so b- finally being able to play as superman it being a pretty fun game it feeling it feeling like you were in the universe that that it was based in uh, all of that i think led to that to be pretty fun and then number two i think is batman vengeance i think for the same reasons uh just hours played a very compelling story that i think going back now mm-hmm. I, I you know remembering all the the minutiae details and the just the care that the developers of that game took again to make you feel like you were authentically in back in the batman the new batman adventures universe mind you this is three or four years removed from brand new episodes in this series that they made this game Mm -hmm. um so the care that they took to to put you back in that that universe uh, absolutely adored it so i guess that will bring me to my number one uh and that has to be uh for so many of the reasons that we already talked about but uh has to be the adventures of batman and robin for super nintendo oh yeah uh, same for me same for me no no question about it like we said just for a mix of i think it would hold up today from just like a you know simplicity it's like you said it's kind of the side scroller you're doing a little bit of puzzles you're doing a little bit of punching like it's simple enough but it's it's satisfying little loop of gameplay and then like we said revisiting all of these these classic episodes of the series in video game form like yeah that's that one's for nostalgia and i think for like a total package uh point of view that's that one's going to hold up the best for us. And uh, not surprisingly, perhaps, is, uh, is both of our number ones. There you go. All right. So now we're going to have a little bit of fun, Liam, before we get out of here. Last two things that we're going to do. So we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to go back in time first and foremost. We're going to get in our time machine and we're going to say, all right. So we've listed these fun games, our favorite games. And uh, it's some of them, uh, with the, I guess one of them in the case of Batman Vengeance did ultimately have a sequel, although it was in a very different style. Uh, but uh, the rest of them on our list and the rest of most of these on this list altogether never got actual sequels. Like nowadays, that's the hallmark of a game, mm-hmm. like a, a good gaming. You get you get not just one game. It's an entire series of games. So um, if you were to hop back in a time machine and you were to go back and say, all right. I'm going to create a sequel for this game, which on our list here that we've played, or maybe even one of the other ones that we never played, would you create a sequel for? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it would be Batman vengeance, but I would, I would make it a narrative sequel Mm -hmm. set in the time of Batman beyond. That's kind of cheating. I think based on what you described, (laughs) but (laughs) I, but no, I think because I think you can translate most of that game's engine into a Batman Beyond game. Uh-huh. You know, you, you swap out the bat plane sequences for a bat, you know, the flying Batmobile. Uh-huh. And then you, uh, you know, you, you have the gliding mechanic there. And then the rest of it is just like, like we said, just combat and like gadgets and puzzles, which I think would translate. So I think you can take some of those elements of this, like that the, the, the doctor Isaac Evers, who has this mysterious chemical that, uh, you know that the the Joker and 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 Mister Freeze and and Poison Ivy are kind of all after because it all kind of has different uh, different uses it seems and and so I I think maybe you do some kind of sequel to that from a story perspective, but you kind of flash forward a little bit and that's how we get our good or at least decent Batman Beyond game that we never got and still deserve. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I think I would, uh, just to be different, um, because I do think a, a Batman Vengeance game in the same vein uh, would have been would have been uh, much appreciated and needed. I'll say a, a sequel to The Adventures of Batman and Robin for Super Nintendo. And uh, I think you could 
definitely change up some of the things that were were done. Use the same idea. Um, I know. I think in the Sega versions, you actually got the opportunity to play as Robin in at least one of the levels. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, at least a level or two of of the game where you played as Robin. Which ironically, it's an Adventures of Batman and Robin game. Which I'm I'm pretty sure they just titled it that because that's what the show was retitled. But Robin, you don't ever actually get to play as Robin. So uh, a game where you get to play as Robin, I think, or at least for part of it would be would be interesting. You Obviously, there's so many episodes of that original Batman, the animated series run that you could draw uh, some of the moments from, um, even if you decide to use some of the same villains. Um, but you could use, you know... Killer Croc was not used in the game. Um, mm-hmm. The Mad Hatter was not used in the Super Nintendo version of the game. I think he was in the Sega games. Yes. Um, Mr. Freeze, again, I think used in the Sega games, not in the Super Nintendo games. So you could adapted some of those other things that were used in the the other the other uh, the other systems, uh, and then kind of create a sequel around that that utilized. Uh, Robin and and uh, allowed you to play as him because that's again the nostalgic feelings for that always left you wanting like man I wish there was more levels to this game so a direct sequel to that I think would have been a, a, a lot of fun love it all right Liam well then our final piece of fun for the day is it's 2021 the DCAU brand is still going strong uh, we are now far away from our last DCAU versions of video games. Uh, despite what the DCAU wiki says that there was a VR game, I think for Viewmaster released by Mattel in 2016, we likely have not had uh, a, a, a game, a, a DCAU game since uh, since the Justice League games, uh, more than likely. So, um, I, you know, it's 2021 with the popularity of nostalgia and the brand if you're in control let's say you're you're in, in charge of warner brothers and you're going to a game developer you get to create a game modern day on a modern platform set in the dcau what is the what's your pitch for uh, a dcau game for a modern console yeah i think for me and uh, i threw a little shade at marvel games earlier and i'll i'll now give them a compliment maybe it's in it's in the running if we're talking of all superhero games from all companies the x-men legends games and then the subsequent uh, marvel ultimate alliance games that kind of came out of those are some of my favorite uh, superhero games uh, of any console any generation any time so those those stick very highly with me it was i thought a good way to have a bunch of characters in this case it, you have a team of heroes heroes you can mix and match if you want to do especially in the bigger games the ultimate alliance games that have the bigger roster if you want to stick to uh you know teams that make sense you can do a team of just x-men or you can put all four of the fantastic four but you can also mix it up and you can have the human torch and and spider-man and and luke cage and ghost rider team up or something you can do all these wacky different combinations and so i think my pitch would be in the style of the marvel ultimate alliance games i would do a justice league unlimited game where you have a similar early expansive roster. Give me, you know, give me 20 to 25 characters. You got some big, strong ones. You got some, you know, some fast ones. You got some, some ones that are better at fighting. Maybe some that are tougher, but aren't as some that are tougher, but maybe aren't as, uh, aren't as, uh, as fast or as strong. Give me a good mix of those, those JLU heroes that we saw over the years on the show and give me a, a, multi, a Marvel Ultimate Alliance style adventure where I, I can pick four, four of them and send them into an arena to, uh, to punch some bad guys. Ah, I love that. Um, all right. So I'm going to go off the beaten path here. I would love, honestly, I would love a Batman Beyond game. You know, we talked about that poor guy never to be seen or heard from again uh, after <laughs> his poor performance uh, in, in Return of the Joker. But uh, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path. So one of the things we didn't touch on is, of course, there are always games that are put into development, but then never realized. Uh, and one of those, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, is there was a Static Shock video game that was scheduled yeah. to be released uh, based on the cartoon for Game Boy and then never saw the light of day. 
So because of that, um, I think sort of in the similar vein that we've seen the Spider-Man games, the successful Spider-Man games that have come out for the PlayStation platform, imagine a semi-open world type game mm-hmm. where you are Virgil Hawkins and introduce the milestone characters, the milestone universe, uh, but you know, have Phil Lamar come in there and, and you get to, you know, you're in, you're in Dakota, you're, you're defending the world. It may not, maybe not use the, uh, the, the, the DCAU style completely one-to-one, but, you know, put it in that same, same more, maybe season three and four static shock style um, Mm. and incorporate some of those lesser known villains. You have quite a rogues gallery there, a fun to use, um, he's not a character that's necessarily overpowered like you would with a Superman or mm-hmm. even like a Flash game or something like that. But it, this character that has its vulnerability set very similarly to Superman or to, to Spider-Man as a younger kid who's still kind of working his way through discovering what it's what it means to be uh, a superhero and a, a, a fascinating rogues gallery. And you know that Warner Brothers is interested in this property because they're doing all kinds of things with the static uh, property itself right now and the milestone property. Mm -hmm. So why not introduce that to a whole new set of kids uh, with a static shock video game that should have been made that never got made. I love that idea. Yeah. We got as far as like there were ads in comic books for that static game. And then it just, uh, you know, at the 11th hour, uh, the the plug was pulled and we never got it. But yeah, I think a, a more modern sort of console adventure where you're you get to fly around in Dakota and you meet all of uh, like you said, like us, like the more modern Spider-Man games or the Arkham games where you can kind of go on a little bit of a tour of his rogues gallery where maybe you start out with some of the, the lesser powerful ones, maybe a Carmen Dillo appearance, for instance. Oh, heck yes. As, as like, maybe like the opening ball. And then you, know, you work your way up to the to the hot streaks and Ebons and and those level of guys. And maybe, yeah, maybe you get you get cameos from gear and rubber band man and some of the supporting cast as well. So, yeah, I would love a, you know, a fun narrative and sort of, you know, as you said, sort of semi open world static game. I think that's a brilliant idea. I, kind of just want to play it now now that you said it (laughs) all right so uh developers at warner brothers games or whoever is in charge of their games you heard it here first uh just get tmcr just give us the idea uh just give us credit (laughs) uh consult us or something allow us to have voice cameo something i don't know uh but yeah that's all we ask for anyway yes love this liam such a great time talking video games today of course we'd love to hear listeners thoughts on these uh which of these games that we mentioned did you love uh we already put it out there this week on our social media at dcau review on instagram and on twitter you know discussing what our listeners favorite games are lots of different responses so make sure you hit us up on on social media send a slide into our dms if you have a thought or two on on dcau video games and let us know which of these not only were your favorites maybe send us your idea for for a, your own elevator pitch for a dcau video game on a modern console uh, we'd love to hear that you can also of course check out our standard issue or stay You, of course, can check out our standard episode, which will be dropping tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Black Friday, we are covering Static Shock all month. So we have an exciting one for that. Don't forget, you can support the podcast by liking us. uh, You can support the podcast by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app and leaving a review. Uh, Leave us a a five-star review or give us a little blurb uh, about what it is that you like about the podcast. You can also subscribe to us on the pod tower. As we already mentioned on YouTube, that helps us. And it also gets, uh, you know, our friends over at Tim talk and watchtower database. They are also involved with that. So definitely subscribe to that. You can also uh, support us this week, uh, black Friday special happening via our merch store. You can check that out at dcaureview.com and click on the store tab. Uh, that'll take you there. We got shirts and hats and mugs, a spread shirt having a sale all weekend. So you will want to check that out. Uh, Liam, lots of fun talking to you. I can't wait to do this again next year. <laughs> That's right. We, uh, we will of course continue the black Friday tradition and uh, you know, nothing, nothing concrete in the plans yet, but I, I think 
video games and then specifically DC video games is a topic we may or may not uh, revisit somewhere down the lines and maybe a little bit more in depth in the future because uh, I had a lot of fun and I can't wait to see what our listeners and our Twitter followers and Instagram followers think as well. And uh, yeah, definitely want to hear those pitches for what you would like to see if a, if a new DCAU game was made. Or if you have an idea of one you wished you got back in the day, definitely want to hear about that as well. So uh, hit us up and let us know, and we'll see you back for our regular episode soon, and uh, we'll see you next year for our next Black Friday bonus. Can't wait. But until then, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.